This is the Big O Money Show with Bill Altman from the Premier Advisory Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Bill provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is the Big O Money Show with Bill Altman. Good morning and welcome to the Big O Money Show with me, Bill Altman, here from the Premier Advisory Group and co-host Tony Shore, as always, the trusty Tony, we call him, or the Dr. Shore. And uh, we also have the uh, doctor of Medicare, Dr. Kaiser. He's not a real doctor, but but Bill Kaiser's on and he I work with Bill Kaiser all day long and uh, we're coming off a tremendous Medicare season with tremendous products and, and all kinds of fun stuff. And we won't bore you on all that today, but we do really appreciate everybody being on tuning in all of our loyal listeners, the emails that we get from people. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome gentlemen and welcome Omaha. Bill, great to be here today. Hey, thanks for having me. And, uh, uh, it's, uh, we're bearing down on Christmas here pretty soon. So, uh, very excited about that. Lots of excitement in, in our household, um, get trying to get ready for Christmas and, uh, very much looking forward to it here. So, Yep, lots of preparation. How about you, Tony? What's going on in the uh, Shore household? Well, yeah, we're all excited for the holidays. Uh, the My wife and I, and of course the kids, are very excited. Even though they're older, they still get excited about the Christmas and the holidays. It's going to be a, it's going to look a little different this year because of uh, COVID and things, but uh, a little smaller gathering than normal. Uh, but we're excited, and I love this time of year. I really do. I mean, and really, so far, the weather's cooperated. We haven't had any big, uh, you know, snowstorms and haven't had to shovel much. So I have no complaints, guys. No complaints. And by the way, Mr. Altman, thank you for having me on your show once again. Love being here each week. And now I'm super excited because I get the two bills. My two bills are here. I love it. I love it. <laughs> what well, always makes for a good show. Yeah, I think the three of us just rock it out, no doubt. And and yep, so fun stuff. Markets are, you know, doing their thing. Uh, we've, we have actually seen a pretty darn good market year. We've seen some laggards, you know, and some of our some of our growth and income side has has not done, you know, what you would like it to do, where our growth side has exceeded expectations. Um, so you, once again, mixed markets, and that's why you diversify, um, you know, and, and that's all there is to it. And you have high quality and make sure that, you know, you have companies that, that the ones that pay you dividends are companies that are consistent in paying you dividends and they pay them, you know, every single year and they increase them every single year. Um, and making sure the growth stocks that we're in are, you know, making sure that they're not overvalued. We're seeing a lot of it was an overvalued market, a lot would say. But, yeah. you know, we talked we talked last week about, you know, I have a I have a somebody I know very well. And I was at a, a holiday party with him and 
he was talking a very socially distanced holiday party. We were all 63 feet apart and, you know, feeling good. So we had our masks and shields on. Sure. But this gentleman was telling me is, you know, when this vaccine gets out um, and not only out into the, the bodies physically out, but actually into the mentality into the public that he thinks this market's just going to take off. Right. And it's like, wow, you know, it's like we've been taken off for a long time and we've seen our dips, you know, and we talk about, you know, there's been three times really in the last uh, about 70 years where the market has gone down over 40% through just three times. So you're always looking out for that a lot more when the market's gone down 10% or more, you know, that's more like a correction throughout the year, which we see that um, quite often. And we try to take advantage of those, but also remembering not to be emotional with our investing. It's really, really important that we are following a plan. We talk about planning all the time. You know, Kaiser and I here, we're just talking about, um, planning uh, on a specific case and it's where long-term care premiums have exceeded just exceeded uh, the growth in the premiums those increases that you see every year or every few years have just got, gone crazy this last increase for uh, these folks went up 50 percent 50 percent now this is a, a policy that they bought Oh, 12 years ago or so. And the, the premiums are high on it. Right. And they say and they say and they're right now about 69 years old and they say, well, what should we do? Right. What, you know, what are we going to do? Pay this 50 percent increase in premium or they're offering a discount on the premium if they drop the inflation rider. Right. But I will tell you that inflation rider that has equaled how much they're long-term cares act would cost if they went in it right now. So right. if they drop the inflation writer, they're only 69 years old right now. That's not very old. They go into a home at 82. I'm not going to say, I guarantee you premiums are going to be higher, but what do you think Kaiser? I mean, I mean, premiums increase, I mean, not premiums increasing, but the cost of long-term care has increased year over year fairly dramatically. Yeah. I mean, it's like healthcare. I mean, it's, it's, we have a lot of, um, um, I truly expect that healthcare will just will continue to have this run up over time. It's um, you know, th- there are there are some other alternative um approaches, you know, to to having a long term care plan, and and that that's what I think. Uh, you know, when you're when you're getting ready to to look at these types of uh, this type of planning, and it's part of you know the healthcare planning. I mean, just because you have a a Medicare plan doesn't mean you should be avoiding you know, your long-term care planning. And so, cause that, that's a very specific part of, of the, of the planning. So uh, there are some, there are some approaches where people could even, you know, they could buy a life insurance contract and, and put a writer on it so that they could accelerate their benefits, you know, from, from the life insurance actually. And it's, 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 you know, you know, one of the challenges of long-term care is that you're never really sure if you're going to use it, you know, actually. So, but you know, with a life insurance contract, you will use it eventually, or your family's going to use it, and uh, you know, so it's money well spent. Yeah, death and taxes, right? The two thir- two sure things, right? And like these folks that have this long term care policy at sixty nine, I'm not saying that they can't get covered for life insurance if you went that other route that they're talking about. But I'm going to tell you, at at sixty nine years old, 
not only are you running into sometimes some different health challenges or whatever, but premiums. I mean, even if everything was the same, maybe your premiums are a lot higher. And we have to really keep that in mind. So you, you take a look, you know, for these folks, you know, and we're going to be analyzing this throughout the week here. Should they, what should they do? Should they keep the long-term care policy and pay the increased premiums and have the 5% inflation rider? So it goes, the, the benefits go up every single year, no matter what. So we lock that in, or do we drop it? cut their premiums in half, drop the inflation writer, cut their premiums in half, or do you drop the plan altogether? I don't know if I'm the biggest fan of the, of number three. Uh, and that might be my, you know, the, the worst, you know, you've had a policy for so long, exactly what the insurance company wants you to do is drop the plan, right? You drop the insurance plan and they never pay a claim on it. Who wins on that deal? Them. Were you insured? Yes. Were your chances low of going into a home for the, you know, from 69 years old to how long have they had this policy? We said 12 Uh, 12 years, years, yeah you know, to 57 years old for 57 years old to 69 years old. What were their chances of going in a home? Very minimal. Now you go 69 up to 81. Now your chances are quite a bit bigger of starting to go into a home, go a little beyond that. You know, now what they, what do they say? 50% of married couples where at least one of them or or they say at least one of them will go into a home that 50% chance. I believe that's the stat. That's a really high number, right? You know, a really high probability of someone needing it. And as much as I joke about, Hey, Danielle, Danielle's my wife. Hey, if you know, if I'm ever starting to lose it, just take me to the North 40 and you know, and, and we'll, we'll go from there. Right. I'll figure it out. Put me, put me on the tractor and just tell me to keep driving. You know, you know, that's not really, you know, I, I like to joke about that, but at the end of the day, you need long-term care. You need, you start having some issues. You have to, you're probably going to have to go into a home, right? I mean, when your family cannot take care of you, um, it's illegal to do the, do the other, do the, the Kevorkian style. Uh, you know, and I don't think it's recommended either um, <laughs> that you go that route. Right. You know, but regardless of what Bill is talking about, it's kind of interesting because you have a life insurance policy. So let's say it was the other. Say, let's just say now these you're 57 years old and you're like, okay, I need this life insurance or I need the long-term care. But you're telling me, Mr. Kaiser, that you can purchase a life insurance policy with a writer. That's right. Yeah. And, it, you know, this option hasn't been around, you know, forever. I've been uh, been around the insurance business, boy, goodness, you know, almost 30 years. And, um, you know, I cut my teeth, you know, you know, selling life insurance contracts for one of the big companies, you know, here in the area and great company, but, you know, they didn't have this writer available. And, and, and I think it, it totally changes the conversation, um, you know, now where, where you you look at at at, at a life insurance contract, you're like, okay, this this, you know, it's 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 not a, a pleasant thing to talk about, but it's but it's real and um, it's a real know, concern. And a lot of baby boomers have seen their folks go into the situation right. and have to spend down assets, and and no one likes to do that. Yeah, and and this just gives you another viable option. You know, the great thing about about uh, you know, it with life insurance is the way they price it is that you know, if you, the earlier you buy it, the cheaper it is, you know, so to speak. And so if if it's something that you know you you know you you had not thought of that 
uh, need, you know, for having, you know, funds available for long-term care, it's a great option, you know, and, and the earlier you get on board with it, the, you know, the, the cheaper it is. I told Peter in the office and he's a 22 year old. I said, you know, one of my biggest financial regrets was not buying as much life insurance as possible when I was young. Life insurance with the accelerated benefit rider to pay for the long-term care. So once again, you have this life insurance policy. So let's just say you have a million dollar life insurance policy that you take out. And we structure it under, I like using the guaranteed universal lives, to be honest. It's like a permanent term. You know the premium's never gonna change. It's gonna last as long as you do. If you live to 126 years old, the insurance company cuts you a check for the benefit. So it literally can never lapse. And, and you know, for, some people have said, Bill, that the universal life is a dirty word. You know, is that the case? It depends. Um, you know, I think some of it, some of it is, but it's like saying a car, you know, that's how I refer to it. You know, it's like a, a car. I don't like cars. Well, maybe you had a bad experience. What kind of car did you drive uh, a Pinto? Well, eh, well, there you go. You know, uh, so you, everything's different with the universal life. You start putting the words like guaranteed on it. And then you're, and then you're guaranteed that the premium will never change. So if your premium's 500 bucks a month, your premium never changes and your, and your benefit never goes down, right? So if you have a billion dollar benefit, it never goes away. So with the interesting thing is, let's say the insurance company said, if you cannot meet two out of six activities of daily living, two out of six ADLs, it's like eating, dressing, going to the bathroom, transferring, those type of things. If you cannot meet two out of six of those, home health care or a long-term care facility, then they're going to cut you a check for 2% of your death benefit per month. So and, To help and cover that long-term care cost, which is it, enormous, right? Yeah, and we yeah. long handed we long handed the math out of this deal, and I'm pretty sure that two percent on a million comes down to per month twenty grand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it. So long hand, it took a while to get to that, but we did. We figured it out that it would be twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing math long hand. I love it. Uh, but you know, uh, guys, so twenty grand a month, Tony. Yeah, that's 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 more than enough. I mean, For, it is expensive yeah. long term care, but you know, the most expensive I've heard is about twelve grand a month, and that's like the the Mac Daddy, right? The the ultimate, the Cadillac. So, uh, and it starts at about you know anywhere from, depending on where you live and where you want to go, uh, between four thousand a month and twelve thousand a month. So uh, that's going right. to cover it. That's awesome. I, I think that's yeah. great. Now there are insurance uh, vehicles for retirement vehicles that are provided by insurance companies where. The rider, uh, Bill Kaiser, that you were talking about, you can get a long-term care rider on a lot of these different uh, retirement vehicles uh, and that will do that, that'll kick in extra money to help cover long-term care if you need it, right? That's actually exactly right. And, and these same folks are investment clients and insurance clients of ours. Um, and they actually have a, 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 a insurance product that is in their IRA, it's, a, it's an, actually an indexed annuity, and the benefits double, so their guaranteed income benefits double on that 
should they need long-term care? Um, and that's another way to do it. Uh, the, the thing about the universal life policies that have the guaranteed riders on there, the thing about those are it's not a use it or lose it. Like their current long-term care, the traditional long-term care, unless you have and you're paying for some expensive return of premium rider, what, what happens is your benefits on it actually... It, you don't get, if you never use the long-term care, right? If you never go into the facility, you paid all this money for all this time and it went, it goes poof, you die. You die of a heart attack or whatever the situation is. Right. And, and it goes poof. The nice thing about the universal life is you make these premium payments. And if you die, the death benefit, the million bucks, the half a million, whatever the number is goes to your beneficiaries. I mean, it's a pretty simple, pretty real simple deal, right? If you need the long-term care, you can start to accelerate out that benefit. Um, and, and that's the key. If we can accelerate out that benefit. For, so for that 2% per month, if that happened, it, it, I think average life expectancy in a long-term care facility is 18 months. But let's just say you lived longer. That 2% would last you f- until in four years, right? You accelerate out you know, 48, you know, or, or I'm sorry, excuse me, accelerate out 24% per year, right? So you have four years, you accelerate it out 96%. And, and then that's kind of where it maxes out. And then you still have 4% residual in the policy, which you can think of paying for funeral expenses, paying for whatever. But at the end of the day, the real reason for that residual to be left in that death benefit is for it to remain in force, the policy to remain in force. And you don't want it to become a taxable event or go through any, any situation like that. So all of these benefits that paid you out were non-taxable. Let's say you only used 200,000 of the million dollar benefit for long-term care. I'm just throwing that million dollar number out there just for easy math. If you lose, that's $800,000 that still goes to the beneficiaries. Tax-free. It, tax-free, yeah. right? So you kind of get the best of both worlds. You get your cake and you eat it too. Um, did you have to pay for that life insurance or that long, that benefit of, well, sure. Right. You made your premium payments every month. Um, but at, but at the end of the day, it still ended up being a wealth transfer vehicle. So even if you never used it, all of those premiums still went into something to pay your family. And it's not like it runs out at 80 or it runs out at age 90 or 93 years old. You can literally have these guaranteed for life. So it's like a permanent term policy. Um, how, how long can life insurance contracts be enforced? I mean, is it age 100 or is it uh, or? or yeah, I mean, hundred. I've seen 121, 126. Okay. 126 is probably most common for those guaranteed universal riders, and so they in just last. Life. It, it, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a. It, and, and when I said that they, if you live to 126 years old, they stroke you a check. I, I mean that. I mean, literally, it endows at that point, and and there's your money. You know, chances are you're not going to live to 126, and the insurance company never <laughs> writes you a check. But I tell you what will happen is the insurance company will write somebody a check. And the, I, I guarantee and, you that. And let's not gloss. I think you. I, I think you uh, buried the lead here. Tax free. That is huge, right? I mean, right. Uh, what other benefit? Whether how how else can you leave your family money that's a hundred percent tax free? That's amazing. 
That's exactly right. Yep. Um, and, and, and you covered your long-term care basis and, and you did some wealth transfer in the meantime and, and all this great stuff, you know, and, and it, it, the kids love it. Life insurance is so easy. You know, when you inherit an IRA, you have to take required minimum distributions as the beneficiary out and all these different things you have to take care of. Right. It, which just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, it, it just doesn't. You know, if you can, you have your IRAs, you, you know, if that was your wealth transfer vehicle, it's, it is a a vehicle, a wealth transfer vehicle, but it's not the most tax efficient. And now as a beneficiary, you have to have that money out within 10 years. So you can wait 10 years, you can take it out in the 10th year, but if you inherited a $200,000 IRA and that's what it was worth, or it was worth 400 or whatever, when, you know, at that 10 year period, you are then taking all of it out at one time and becoming a taxable event. So typically what you want to do in best practice, best practices right now, for the most part, for most people or to start taking that benefit, that distribution out um, each year over that 10 year period. And then at 10 years, you've transferred all that money over to, uh, over to just a non-qualified non IRA account or a taxable account. Um, but really all that IRA money, you grow bill. I mean, you think about it, all this IRA money, is never been taxed, right? So that's why we're seeing Roth conversions at record numbers right now. And the problem with Roth conversions are, remember, you're converting in that that top marginal bracket that you're in. So if you have you know good jobs, you're making decent money, and and you're in a uh, you know a marginal bracket, some of your income is in that 22 or 24 percent bracket. Of course, not all of it. Remember, we've talked about the different brackets before. But if the top is in that 24 percent, then whatever you're converting is indeed at that 24 percent plus state taxes. So we have to take into account, you know, are you interested in paying that much in tax? for it to be tax-free later, right? So though that's kind of jumped around today, but it really fell in, Tony, like you're talking a little bit ago, taxes being that key word. It is a big concern of people. You know, what will taxes do? What will estate taxes do? What will, what will uh, federal income taxes do um, in the future? We've spent seven and a half trillion on, on coronavirus this year in stimulus. And, you know, and that's with a T folks, T as in tractor, $7.5 trillion and another 1.4, 1.2 trillion is looking like it's getting approved or right in that neighborhood, yeah, yeah. you know, so that's a more lot liquidity. of money. Yeah. Where are you going to get the money? You're going to have the government spend less or tax more. What do you think is going to happen? I don't care who's in president, <laughs> your favorite Republican or your favorite Democrat. You think they're going to spend less? I don't think so. I know we're running short here on time. And again, I love all of our listeners. Thank you. It's definitely one of our favorite times of the week to be able to talk to all of you. And um, we want to keep all of those fighting illness, fighting Corona, fighting cancer, whatever the problems they're going through. We want to keep all of them in our prayers. So help us do that. Everybody have a wonderful Saturday or Sunday. Jeez, (laughs) I'm a day off, I guess. Yeah. So have a wonderful Sunday, everybody. Um, and visit us on bigomoney.com, bigomoney.com, or give us a call, 402-557-6730. I'd love to see you in the office. I'd love to talk to you. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to The Big O Money Show. 
Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Bill Altman at the Premier Advisory Group. Call 402-557-6730 or visit their website at P-A-R-A-D-V-I-S-O-R.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Bill Altman and the Premier Advisory Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.